Hey, everybody. Uh, Dr. Mark Clist here back with another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. PrimaryCarePod.gmail.com inbox is where you can hit me up with jokes and things like that. Uh, today's joke is, Dr. List, why do cows have hooves and not feet? Why do cows have hooves but not feet? Answer, because they lack toes. Lactose. Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast, Pod Girls, Pod Boys, Pod People. It's Pod Doc, Dr. Mark List. Um, so today I was not planning on releasing back-to-back episodes, but as I was researching uh, this weekend here, um, I was I came across an article literally released yesterday from the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, the Big Boys, right, March fourth, twenty twenty-three, and the title of the article is Bempidoic Acid and cardiovascular outcomes in statin intolerant patients. So um, those of you not uh, under the uh, uh, knowledge, not under the awareness, uh, there is bempedoic acid, which was uh, FDA approved in the United States in 2020, I believe internationally as well in 2020. Um, And it is a new drug, a crazy hella expensive in the United States uh, under the brand name of Nexlitol, okay? And uh, this is the first trial specifically in statin intolerant patients. And there's been several other studies we'll get to later that have proven that this is a drug that can effectively lower LDL in the general population. Now, again, being a unique mechanism of action, most of the other drugs, uh, most of the other drug trials so far have been very small um, in the several hundreds. Uh, There was one in the multiple thousands, um, but an ATP citrate lyase inhibitor being a novel mechanism um, has come under some scrutiny about uh, safety, et cetera. And overall, uh, up to this point, there have been three other trials and none of them have shown any uh, statistical significant improvement in major adverse cardiac events. As you like to know, I like to talk about that on this podcast, aka MACE. Um, No benefit in those other three studies. This is the first that has been large enough to show a... um, an effect. So this is a double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled, industry-funded trial, very important to know, um, in patients that had a quote-unquote risk for, at high risk for cardiovascular disease. Again, we'll get into details here in a little bit. And um, were unable or unwilling uh, to take statins, aka statin-intolerant patients. Um, they were assigned to receive uh, the oral bempedoic acid, 180 milligrams daily, or placebo, and looked at uh, four-component composite of MACE, uh, which was all causes of death, uh, non-fatal MI, non-fatal stroke, and cardiovascular, cardiovascular revas- coronary revascularizations. Blah! Okay, so the N in this study was quite large at 14,000 patients, um, and uh, after, you know, randomization, there was about 7,000 in each group. And the follow-up was about three and a half years. Interestingly, the cholesterol level at baseline was only 139 milligrams per deciliter, which, again, not that overall impressive. Um, after six months, 
the reduction level was greater in benpidoic acid than with placebo by about 29 milligrams per deciliter, and the uh, average reduction was 21 percentage points. Um, now, this is interesting a little bit just because prior to the, the other trials did have uh, a statistical significant reduction in LDL levels as well, all of them, as I said before, um, by about 18 to 19 points, 17 to 19 uh, percentage points. So this was a little bit uh, uh, more impressive of a percentage loss. Um, compared to other previous studies, but probably I don't think that's going to impact the outcomes too much. So I don't think it's too much of an outlier. So uh, the uh, mean age in the study was 65 years old, um, and you had to have a previous cardiovascular event, right? So this is for secondary prevention patients, very high, very high risk, or quote, clinical features that place them at a high risk for a cardiovascular event. And obviously, that's just primary prevention. But these were high-risk patients. Um, it links me to their previous uh, protocol in a different study, the CLEAR trial, which was uh, one of the three studies I indicated earlier, which we'll get into. Um, and this was a pretty uh, um, high-risk population. So again, why are we? Uh, why did none of the other trials show an increased risk? Uh, show a statistical significant improvement? in major adverse cardiac events, and this one did. Well, likely because with other ones included patients on statins, these were, quote, statin intolerant or couldn't tolerate the maximum dose of their statins, so they were poorly treated, and these are all very high-risk patients, right? 70% of the patients in this study have already had coronary artery disease, peripheral artery disease, some kind of, uh, some uh, or cerebral vascular disease, right? So the majority, 50%, were coronary artery disease. Um, and so you have a massive high-risk population who can't tolerate a statin. These are like the highest of the high-risk patients, right? Only 30% were done for primary prevention. And a lot of these patients, it wasn't clear based on their uh, table one demographics, but a lot of them had, uh, again, were 65 plus, so very old. Um, sorry for you 65 plus year olds that I called you very old. It happens. Um, they were uh, BMI uh, on average was about 30. Um, LDL again was only 139, so not that crazy. Uh, their HDL was normal. Uh, let me go down here. There's a bunch of stuff. 46% uh, of the patients in this study were diabetic, um, and 25%, 20% of those had poorly controlled diabetes. Um, again, 20% of patients were on a statin, but were um, either intolerant to full dose, and that was why they were on a statin, but 80% could not tolerate a statin. Um, so again, very, very, very high risk population, um, incredibly at risk, poorly controlled. These were very sick patients, right? And so um, to get into the uh, details, yes, they did show a, a statistically significant improvement in major adverse cardiac events, right? With the drug, 180 milligrams daily versus placebo. Now, the relative reduction was about 13%, okay? The absolute reduction was 1.6%, okay? Making our number needed to treat to have one patient benefit from a major adverse cardiac event was 62.5. And again, remember, these are extremely high-risk people. These are 70% are secondary prevention or 30% are quote-unquote very, very high-risk and intolerant statins, right? So these are very high-risk people and you still need to treat 63 people on average to have one person benefit, right? 
Now, the numbers actually get a little worse and a little bit higher number needed treats um, when you get into the individual uh, composite from death, specifically from cardiovascular causes, um, specifically when you get into fatal and non-fatal MIs. Again, slightly higher uh, the number needed to treat. Let me do some math here real quick. Ooh, uh, this is the best audio of all time. 91, 91. Thanks. That was that was thrilling um, podcast entertainment of me literally typing in a calculator on my computer. Uh, 90.9 uh, uh, number needed to treat uh, to prevent uh, a heart attack, right? Either fatal or non-fatal MI. So again, these are pretty... Uh, these are decent number needed treats, right? Especially since these are big deals, major adverse cardiac events under 100. That's a pretty big deal, but also not that high given how high risk these patients are. Um, the number needed to harm was about 100, right? So you needed to have, you need to treat 100 people to harm one person. Um, and the, the high risk features in this study and some other studies, gout, right? Um, kidney stones, gallstones, uh, increased, this bumps your serum creatinine, uh, it bumps your uric acids, ergo the uh, increased risk for gout, and LFTs can also increase. So again, in your renal disease patients, in your patients with uh, uh, liver disease, this is this is going to affect their, their numbers and going to kind of muddy the waters when it comes to their chronic diseases and other things too. So not necessarily as clean um, as some other drugs, but again, statins have a ton of side effects. We talked about that in the past. So overall, um, yes, this is good. We now have a drug that has been on the market for three years, has pretty good data in terms of its safety, which is, it's decent safety, right? The rates of gout are about 3%. The rates of uh, gallstones are about 2%. Um, similarly with kidney stones, uh, you know, rates of increased serum creatinine about 1.5% higher than uh, baseline or based on placebo, uh, small increases in gout and uh, liver enzyme function as well from baseline, but about 1%. Again, so... What am I talking about here? We're talking about a drug, this Nexlitol, okay, uh, bempidoic acid, which is a viable alternative to statins in patients that cannot tolerate statins, that now has legitimate uh, statistical benefit in, in terms of major adverse cardiac event reduction. Now, I talked about there's been three other studies, right? Clear Harmony trial, Clear Wisdom trial, and uh, another one which was um, uh, not named with anything fun. Uh, these three have been obviously out within the last three years. I think the first clear trial uh, was 2019, if I remember right. Now, these trials were different than um, this trial that we talked about today, right, in the New England Journal of Medicine, because these trials had patients, most of them were on statins at the time, okay? And specifically, a lot of these people were not as high risk or were not primary or were primary prevention. For example, um, there in this uh, Clear Harmony trial, 50% of patients were on a high intensity statin at baseline, right? 71% of the patients were diabetic. So again, we're talking about very, um, very uh, at risk patients, right? Clear Harmony, the inclusion criteria, you had to have you had to be on a maximally tolerated statin or other plus or minus other lipid lowering agents. So you had to be on the maximum tolerated statin dose, right? And I talked about 50% were on high intensity at baseline. So these were people, again, that were um, being treated by other things. No statistical improvement, but a number needed to harm actually of 27 in this trial, okay? Uh, you know, they talked about in the uh, discontinued uh, group, 162 patients discontinued on the treatment arm and only 53 discontinued on the placebo arm. 
And here there was a small but non-statistical uh, significant increase in major adverse cardiac effects. So they even saw it even at the lower number needed to treat, again, uh, or sorry, in the lower end numbers. This Clear Harmony trial was about 2,000 patients, no benefit. This trial we, we, uh, we read today in the New England Journal was 13,000 with a statistical improvement. Um, but again, in these other trials, there were a lot higher rates of um, adverse risks uh, and um, uh, number needed to harms. In the Clear Wisdom trial, again, double the discontinuation. Uh, so number needed to harm uh, was pretty significant. Again, about, uh, man, I don't want to do the math. Hold on, pause. Let me do the math. All right, I'm back. Uh, it was 47 in this trial. Number needed to harm was 47. Again, kidney stones, gallstones, uh, gout were the big issues. Um, major adverse cardiac events, again, were, you saw a trend in this trial of 700 patients a trend towards improvement in MACE, but not statistically significant. Again, these people were all on statins. 50% of them were on high-intensity statins. 70% were diabetic. These were very high-risk patients. And the third trial was, again, much smaller, only uh, 400, less than 400 patients, about 300 patients. Um, again, 65% on maximally tolerated statins, 40% uh, with significant coronary vascular risk factors, 60% uh, had known coronary artery disease. And uh, in this trial, again, about uh, a number needed to harm of around 40, uh, not significant outcomes uh, in the adverse event category. And again, very, very, very small um, major adverse cardiac event data reported because it was such a small trial. Um, and so they didn't even have p-values provided in this trial. So what's my takeaway? My takeaway is this is a legitimate drug, this Nexlitol. Um, you absolutely can use it, and we might be using it more uh, commonly here in the future for statin intolerant patients. Uh, major side effects, gout, kidney stones, gallstones, and cost. Oh boy, I was just about to go to our exit. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the articles I was reading, the, the print journal articles I was reading, the, the layman's journals, uh, they were talking about this drug costing a lot. Uh, I'm about to Google it here. Nexlitol. Our friends at GoodRx tell us that Nexlitol is $474 retail. GoodRx coupon at $388 a month. Again, if you're in a uh, uh, different country, one of my international listeners, which is like up to 30% of you guys are international listeners, um, you are going to see uh, probably uh, less availability. Uh, when it becomes available, maybe it is more reasonable, but a good alternative. And this uh, should be on primary care. Uh, uh, this should be on our on our menu of options for uh, major adverse cardiac event reduction, okay? Uh, adverse, uh, you know, prevention of patients with elevated LDL levels, especially patients. This is for secondary prevention, according to this trial, and very, very high-risk primary prevention patients that cannot tolerate statins or at least maximally dose statins. So use this. Uh, I'm not, I have yet to prescribe uh, Nexlitol. I don't know the next time that I will. Um, I'm still trying to get PSCK, PCSK9s approved more than I am this drug, but I certainly think that this is a more cost reasonable option than PCSK9s uh, given head-to-head -head no insurance coverage. I can't believe I'm saying that, that $400 a month is reasonable. Um, but again, at this point, this does not replace statins. This is not in lieu of statins. This is an add-on to statins and uh, um, hopefully is a tool in the future that might be reasonably priced, but gosh, I won't hold my breath. All right. Uh, thanks. Get out of here this week. A reminder, you don't need to step all night, step date. Thanks. God bless. Have a great week.